talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they got to play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. This old boy in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, show Boys had it really gritty. They tried to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, Roger to go and get it. Never know what's gonna happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all facts. And came across nobody yet, it seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Von gon' ring your I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse Bates in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field. We can't go back to what we was, cause that's the losing weight. It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight. It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it. Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him. And I best surmise you'll find a hole if you give it to him. Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him. Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash. Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash. Every week it seems like Lou digging deeper in his bag. And if the game on the line, all my faith and money match. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck the coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck the coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. What do we say, dog? They gotta play us! That's right, they gotta play us. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the back-to-back -back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,354 subscribers. As always, that is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you're watching on Twitter, X, or Facebook, and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberries. Hit the subscription button, hit the bell for notification. Every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you got a question that you would like to ask Joe from Riverfront Bengals, or you just want to support the show, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, come to you for this glorious place down here. It's the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And of course, I wear it almost every day. I'm not wearing it today. I just got bagels off. I got, I got number nine on though. But anyway, if you guys want any of the Jackpot Joey merchandise, the hats, the shirts, the flags, uh, the bucket hats, uh, and the new stuff we got, go to jackpotjoey9.com. Uh, the beer is out. It's at Brick Brewery. And it's also at a lot, most of the major Kroger's. A uh, portion of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund and the Joe Burrow Foundation. So we appreciate the support. You know, they're wearing cool stuff, drinking good beer. You're helping people out. What's up to everybody in the chat? Stranger, you were first. Brad's in there. Ross is in there. Joey V, Greg. Uh, what's in there, Greg? Greg, Greg. Darth's in there. What's going on? Natron's in there. Robbie was in there. What is up to everybody in the chat? All right. We are, what, two days past? Three days past? Burroughs injury? Still don't know anything. I don't really think we're going to find out anything until Thursday. Um, see if Joe goes out to practice. Um, who knows? He, if he practices, I think there's a good chance he's playing Monday. If he's not, then I think that might be jackpot Browning time, which I mean, more I think about it, it could, it couldn't, it, it could be worse. I mean, Browning could come in, get the first team reps all week, get ready, prepared to play the Rams who, the Rams are not the Rams of the Super Bowl. They still have Aaron Donald, who's a pretty damn good player. I think it's a winnable game, even if Joe Burrow doesn't play, which I don't know if he's going to or not. 
I hope he does. But let's discuss this a little bit more with my boy Joe from Riverfront Bengals. Hey, what's going on, brother? Ice man, what the hell's going to happen, my friend? Oh, you know, Sam, I'm just sitting there trying to do a podcast, trying to talk about Joe's calf for the eight millionth time. But other than that, you know, nothing. <laughs> How you he's, got a calf in- he's got a calf injury? Yeah, I, I, it's a small one. A little bit news some to people, me. Some people talk about it. I mean, That's simply yeah. news to me. Where, I'm, yeah. When did this? I, I, where have I been? My head been uh, in the sand? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, it happened like uh, about July 27th, and then it got better. Then he kind of tweaked it Sunday. But, you know, no big deal. I think it'll be all right. Crazy. <laughs> we'll see anyway. We'll see. All right, so, speak, so I got a question. All right. Worst case scenario, Joe, they, 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 I wouldn't say worst case scenario. I'll just put this scenario out. They decided to, to rest Joe and not play him Monday. For me, if they're going to do that, I think they need to do that now. Like, all right, you know, uh, Brown is going to take all the reps, get him ready for Monday so he can take all the reps and everything, get him totally prepared to play Monday. This whole thing is, which is the way I think they're going to play it is see how Joe feels. Yada, yada. They, of course they want Joe to play. And then if you can't, then uh Brownie might come in. I, I don't know. What's your thoughts on, should they just shut him down? Let, let Joe or let uh, Brownie take the snaps and be the starter Monday or play it by year. What, what do you think? Did you watch any preseason? I did. <laughs> if Joe is able to stand, if Joe's able to walk. um Yeah, they, they, I'm sorry, Jake Browning might be the nicest guy in the world. He was a good quarterback of Washington. He's awful. He's going to be a disaster. Um, honestly, I think Will Greer might be the next man up. Yeah, that, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll find out again on Thursday if he's getting any reps at all, second team, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might tell you a lot about Burroughs, um, uh, about where he is. But if he can play, I mean, this is something he's going to deal with. Even if he sits out a couple of games – it's still something that he's going to be dealing with because it's not going to be totally healed. So right. if he can make it, I mean, uh, Taylor said he was going to go back out there if they had a chance for a final drive, they could have made a right. stop. The defense right. could have made any stop. Yeah, that's the final stop. But yeah. Now, Tom here says he heard it on Facebook that he was out. Now, I have no clue. Dude, <laughs> I can type stuff on Facebook and say he's out. I mean, the, there's no official word of anything from the Bengals. Uh, uh, Zach said he has nothing to, to say. <laughs> Basically, he didn't say anything. The, the only thing worse than rumors on Twitter or X is rumors on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything about uh not, not saying Thomas making stuff up. Like I'm no. I'm not on Facebook. I haven't been on Facebook for years. Um we'll see, you know, we'll see. But I, I think he's going to go for it. I would honestly you look at the next four games. Yeah, they have the Rams at home at the Titans. Titans don't really scare anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. At Arizona, and then home for the Seahawks. Would it be the worst if they were to put him on IR and miss those four games? Like, I don't want him. Like, I, I, I think I he'll play. Think... I think he'll play. But would it be the worst thing in the world? I think they could go two and two. With, but that makes that makes non disaster. Yeah, but that makes that. you two and four though. If you're, yeah. If they, yeah, so that's. Uh... Yeah. Well, see, I put this. I don't think they're going to put him on IR right? because yeah. that means they are locked in. He's out for four games. Yeah. I think if anything, they're going to play it by ear. That's it's, if he can play, he's going to play. I mean, it's up to Joe. I think Joey's going to play. And the thing is, like, I mean, I had so many people going, "Well, what if he tore it?" Well, I mean, I don't think there's any chance he tore it because he's not in a walking boot. He he would have played went back out there after you know if they would have got the ball back. Like I said, the defense could have got a stop. He walked off the field. Yes. He limping, whatever. I like I said, I don't consider it a limp, but he was ginger on it. He walked to the podium. He walked, he will, he's walking around the locker room. He did not tear it. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but if you tore it, I think they would have put it in a boot. So I don't think, me personally, I don't think it's as bad as the first time he did it. Cause the first time he did it, they carted his ass off and we never saw him for, you know, for a month. This, he, you know, he went to the podium. He, you know, he said it's sore, you know, which I mean, it's going to be sore. And that's the one thing is like, I try to caveat this with people. It's like, we said this all along. There's a chance it could feel perfect. It, it could feel fine. And, and for all these people who said, oh, we should have sat him out. And like, Jamar says, this is why I should have sat him out for, you know, for five games. Maybe you should have, but I saw him at practice. I saw him running around. He looked fine. And then he looked fine throughout the whole game physically. And the offense started clicking. 
it was the like what second to last play that he tweaked yeah. it. I mean, so it's like uh, I, I hate the Monday morning quarterback. Well, you should have done this. Like, okay, well, good. You can say that now. I mean, everybody can say that now. But I mean, I, and the thing is, when people are like, well, we got to sit him out a couple weeks. You know, you sit him out a couple weeks, and like you said, Jake Bryan's a quarterback for a couple weeks. You can kiss the season goodbye. All, all the Super Bowl hopes, everything. I mean, it's it's out the window. I, I you know, in my opinion. And so that's where I'm like, if Joe can play, if Joe can walk, I think he's going to play. And but they do, but they need to change the game plan. I think it needs to be more pound the rock, run the ball, take some of the stuff off Joe until he gets to be 100. Corey Dillon was on the show yesterday, and I asked, him, I said, can you get 100 percent healthy? playing football during the season. He said, you can. He said, it depends on the injury. He goes, it's hard, but he said, you can play through it. And, and some of these people are saying, well, you can lead to a, 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 a Achilles injury. I don't necessarily think that's true. I mean, I, some people message that on, on Twitter and stuff to me. I'm like, I don't, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to claim that at all, but I, I don't think a pulled calf muscle or whatever leads to an Achilles injury. I mean, I know they're connected, but I don't think that's the, 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 you know, how it works but i don't know dude it, it's it's up in the air I, I can see at this point joe i can see it going either way i can see him playing monday i can see uh brownie playing yeah i mean one quick little thing a, a muscle pull is technically a tear so it, it technically he has a torn muscle it's just a small, small. little tear yeah i, I mean I, I had the exact same muscle pull grade one gastric tear it hurts like hell um but if my out of shape and i was 39 at the time it, you know if i could get over it burrow's gonna get over and be fine in time but it's just he's you know i i how much is the offense gonna have to be um cut down i mean they, uh, they even said that they had to cut the you know, pair down the offense for mm-hmm. joe right uh in, in the first two games and, and it's shown i mean they haven't taken as many deep shots they barely addressed you know looked at the middle of the field um it's and and Natty Ron, I get your point to to fit him, but this isn't something that's going to get worse. Um, it, it's it, it's going to be pain tolerance. I mean, he, he's got a small muscle that, tear. That's it, what Corey said too. Corey yeah. said it's it's pain tolerance mostly. Yeah. It, it, it's I mean, some days it's going to hurt really really bad. Some days might be okay until you look at it weird, and then it's it, it's going to hurt again. So it's if he can play with it, he's going to play on it. it it's it's not going to be fine until the end of the season. It's not yeah. going to completely go away because it's, you know, um, maybe, I mean, it's, I, I get the point, Matt, but I mean, if someone takes a shot to the knee, someone takes a, uh, someone takes a shot to the knee. Um, you see that what happened with. Oh yeah. Well, pra- I, I hate the Browns, but prayers for Nick Chubb, dude, that was, that was awful. <laughs> That's That's, nice. That sucked. All, all I saw was an injury, but it's about the Browns game, then an injury to a Chubb. And I thought it had to do with, uh, one of Deshaun Watson's uh, accusers coming onto the field. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I saw. I, unfortunately, I, I looked it up on on the internet. I actually saw the uh, video zoomed in. And, it, it was that. Yeah, that that looked bad. bad. There was yeah. the only other knee injury. Well, McGahee's was bad in the national championship game. The only other one, if you want to go way, 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 way back, and this is going back to my high school, um, Napoleon Kaufman or Napoleon oh, that, Yep, for the Raiders. Was, yep. Yep. Uh, oh. Monday Night Football in 1994. Oh. Yeah, uh, I think it was Gary Plummer on the Niners. I might have. Been, I don't remember. Just got just got stood up, and his over. yeah, his oh. knee, his kneecap bent 180, you know, degrees yeah. the wrong way. Yeah, his foot was still standing up, and his his leg was standing up, and his body was going the wrong way. Oh, yeah, it. Was... Man, he. Yeah, that was. It was yeah, not good. Best, best athlete ever to come out of good old Milford High School. Yes, we have good athletes on the east side of town. We're just not as and we're 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 as cool as the West Siders. We're just, you know. Eh, I don't know, but I will see. Uh Darth Harris says eight percent burrow equals Greer and Browning, but is eight percent burrow worth a vanilla playbook? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Yes. I'll yeah, I mean I'll take well, but I'll put it this way if you even have Browning or Greer, you're gonna have a vanilla playbook. You're not I don't think they're gonna have the whole full playbook with them because they're not burrow. So, yeah, I mean, it's like Corey said, really, to take some stuff off of Joe, we need to pound the rock. And I think it was – they run the ball better yesterday, and I think they can run it on the Rams. I mean, Mixon looks like he's in a different gear uh, to me this year. You know, so, I mean, 
they got to if, if either way they go, the playbook has got to be different than it's normally going to be. Either you have a not 100% Joe Burrow or you have a backup quarterback. So it's not going to be the full playbook no matter which way you go right now. Yeah, I mean, Mixon's averaging 4.4 yards a carry, which is, you know, I mean, that's above where he's been the last few years. He's looked really strong, and he's only gotten 13 carries and 13 carries each game. And it's – I – I've seen some, you know, th- there's some really good offensive line follows on Twitter. Uh, Parker Blake and, and some of those guys that do a fantastic Pancake. job. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, do a fantastic job breaking everything down from the offensive line. And they said it's difficult because this team is entirely geared up to throw the ball to change the offense to make it a run-centric offense. But I I, I don't know about that. It's my, my thing is they have – it's not like they don't have run call, uh, run plays in their playbook. You just run more of them. Yeah. And especially, yeah, they've got uh, Aaron Donald coming in, and you want to run the ball to keep that guy off balance, to keep him from immediately. I mean, we've got a better interior offensive line than we had in 2021. We get K, Kappa, and Volson is still Mm -hmm. not very good. And and the the, the one thing I think is funny is people were like, still kind of on the offensive line. Like, the offensive line played pretty good. I mean, Joe Burrow got sacked once. Really well. Yeah, they played fine. Yeah, I've I got mean, the numbers up here because I've got you know for uh, for my show tomorrow, uh, one sack, one hit, and four hurries. The sack yeah. was they, they gave the sack to Jonah, but Jonah ran his guy nine yards behind the yeah behind the line of scrimmage. The interior offensive line lost, and it was just Jonah's guy that was able to get him. But yeah, the tackles played great. Uh, Orlando Brown played like the guy that you spent a crap load of money on. So right. yeah, so the offensive line is coming around, which I mean, again, to me, it's going to be a slow start because we didn't play in the preseason, and I've said this before last year. We started out 0 and 2, and we really did not get going to week four. You know, and last year we were 0 and 3 in the, in the division. So as long as Joe can manage this thing, you know, and, and be 80%, like I said, I'll take it 80% Joe Burrow. As long, you know, as long as it doesn't get any worse, which I don't, I don't think it, I can all, I hate saying I don't think it, it can always get worse, but I don't know if he can hurt it anymore than, than he, he, he does. I don't, cause I don't believe the whole Achilles. Thing. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't. I don't think that's exactly exactly true. But my more of my concern, Joe, is the defense because now I'm not trying to throw shade on Lamar. Lamar had a good game. He had you know one really good deep ball to Zay Flowers, who I love Zay Flowers. But most of the time, Joe, it was right over the middle. You know, right right over the middle, right to the tight end, right to the guy crossing in, in the middle. Where the middle was wide open, and most of our, I mean our DBs were. There sometimes they they weren't there, but the middle of the field was completely open. And when we finally got pressure on Lamar, we didn't contain him. And he, you know, we went up the sides and he ran right up the middle. Which in the last couple of years we've been really good at keeping containment on Lamar. It just seemed like the Ravens had lose number, and he could not figure out how to protect the middle of the field. I, one time I saw them stick Drain Pratt in the middle of the field. And they completed it, but it was only for it was for like two yards or something. That's literally the only time I saw somebody sitting in the middle of the field dur- during that game. So I'm more concerned about the lack of pressure this defense is getting and the, the middle of the field. I mean, it's just it was pitch and catch, dude. It, it wasn't they weren't like tremendous throws. But that, that's what's your what's your thoughts on on the defense? I'm disappointed. Todd Moncton absolutely pulled uh, pulled Luana Rumo's pants down and spanked mm-hmm. his bottom. Um, that should never happen. You've got a quarterback who obviously you know they know what jackson wants to do and they kind of let him do it i mean he he did whatever he wanted to he looked like mvp lamar um middle of the field was open because they had you know they had a spy on lamar and kept him closer to the line so that's you know if he's hitting his spots downfield middle of the field is going to be wide open for him um and lamar absolutely made some plays that that Time that he dropped uh, right after the interception, very next play, dropped to Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was an absolute laser. Put yeah, it on his helmet. Yeah, that was good I mean, throw. Yeah, you can't put that. I mean, Burrow can't make that play. Burrow doesn't have that arm strength to put, you know, to make that throw. Um, now, people in the comment are saying that the defense is out there too long. I don't, the defense was not out there too long this week. Last week, yes. First quarter, first quarter, they were out. First of quarter, like, yes. The first but, drive was, first drive was half the quarter. Yeah. But I mean, but the rest of the game, I, I don't, I don't agree with that because. The problems they had about the middle of the field, they had it the entire game. So it had nothing to do with being on the field too long. And 
them not getting pressure on Lamar had nothing to do with them being in the game till because they never got pressure on him from the beginning of the game to the end. They never got got to him, and they were out two starting offensive linemen. That's the other thing. That's what so, was disappointing. Yeah. So I mean, I think the week before, yes, the defense is out there too long. I think the defense played better against the Browns than they did against the the Rappers. So I don't agree with people who are saying the defense is out there too long. I mean, anytime I always say the defense is out out there too long. I want the I want the ball. I want to go score. Yeah. But. The problems they were having was the same problems they had at the beginning of the game, the middle of the game, and the end of the game. They never fixed it, which is surprising with, with Lou Anarimo because he usually dials something up to change it up. Yeah, they couldn't. Um, anytime they tried to bring pressure, they either weren't they, they weren't getting home quick enough, and then that was leaving guys on an island, and he was making throws, or they were sitting back, uh, you know, dropping guys into coverage, and if the guy wasn't there, he was able to. Um, escape outside the pocket and either make or throw or escape and, you know, get seven, eight, nine yards. Um, time of possession. Again, they had a huge yeah, advantage. First quarter. <laughs> first yeah, quarter. They, they had a huge uh, advantage after the first or right. in the first quarter and most of the first half, but it only ended up being like 33 minutes and change to 26 minutes and change. If the Bengals could have got, uh, could have stopped the Ravens on that last drive before the two minute warning, Bengals get the ball back. And then it's 31 minutes to 29 minutes. You know, I mean, it's almost even. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, it's not, it's not, that's what everybody, everybody always looks at the, at the numbers and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. watch, I mean, I, I'm not even talking about, watch the game. <laughs> like, yeah. the Bengals had the ball. Yeah, Bengals had the ball a lot in the second half. I mean, yeah, and, 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 and the offense w- was starting to go. I mean, if Joe Burrow yeah. doesn't throw that interception in the end zone to start the third quarter, it's a different game. You know, if and, we could stop a third and 28, it's a different game. Yeah, if, if they could just make one stop there in the, in the uh, on that last drive, and Bengals are three points down, and I mean, Everyone has confidence that Joe's going to be able to at least drive down and uh, put Money Mac in a position to kick a field goal, if not uh, throwing a touchdown. All right, Tom here is, is saying something about the Achilles here. He said, uh, calf muscle contracts and shortens pulls on the Achilles tendon, which is responsible for the plantar flexion ankle motion. But that still doesn't mean it would t- lead to a torn ACL. I mean, I, not, I mean that doesn't – I mean, I, I – NFL players, you can get a torn ACL or excuse me, torn Achilles tendon anytime. I yeah. mean, I, and like I said, if there's a chance of that, Joe's not going to play. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that. I just don't. I, from looking at what I saw with my own eyes on the field and afterwards, I think people are jumping to a bit of conclusions about how bad this is. I mean, I think it's sore, you know, but again, I'm not Joe. I have no idea. But I'm just going by when he heard the first time to compare to how he heard it this time, which I don't think it's the same severity. But again, I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. I'm just going by what I saw on the field. And like I said, I was at practice when he hurt himself and they carted him off. He walked off. I mean, Zach Taylor said that he would play the next play if they would have gotten the ball back. But they didn't get the ball back. So, I mean, so don't take it as I don't think it can turn into an Achilles. It could. I have no idea. I don't. I don't. Think it would directly do that, but and anytime you play, you, you could have that problem. I mean, hell, like I said Nick Chubb got his knee destroyed last night, so I mean, we'll see what happens. But I mean, again, back to the the defense here, and that were like I, I was hoping to see Joseph Osai. I don't even remember him being on the field. I mean, I know he was, but he did not. Huh? No, he he was out. Joseph Osai didn't play. Yeah, he was out. Oh, that's why I didn't see him. Yeah, Hell, I thought he, I thought he was. I, I'd be concerned if you did see him because he was inactive. Oh, well, it, okay. somebody yeah. snuck him in. I mean, I think he was supposed to play. All right, well, I missed that then. That's why. I didn't, that's why I didn't see him. But all right, so I'm, I'm concerned about the pass rush. Where was it? You know, and, and the, like I said, the contained. We we sucked at that. We didn't. You know, we we when we did contain Lamar, we didn't get to him. And when we actually tried to get up the field, we didn't contain him. I mean, those are things that we gotta that Lou does a lot better job of normally. Yeah, um, Trey Hendrickson was the I'm looking at BFF stats for the game right now. Hendrickson was the only one who even had a decent pass rush grade. He had uh, 70, he had one hurry. Now, that being said, he had two sacks taken away by penalties. Um, he had the one that was the strip sack. And fumble recovery that was taken away by the yeah. hands to the face, and that it wasn't an egregious penalty, but it was, you know, it. I, I don't think it was bad, but I understand the call on it. They're they're going to call that 
seven out of ten times. The one the that sec- was awful. The was second you, one. Oh my gets, gets, Kate Taylor Britt was awful. Yeah, it, it what and referee barely looked. It looked like Beckham tried to just stop his route in the front of the end zone and like almost stopped too fast for his, you know, uh, for himself and lost balance and then tried to grab uh, Cam Taylor Britt to kind of keep his balance. And then so all the refs looks over because he's looking towards the play, looking towards the action, went, looks over real quick when you see the wide shot, sees them falling and sees Britt's hands because he's falling on top of him. Right. Never mind getting pulled down, but it was, it was a terrible call. Yeah, it was absolutely awful. And and that that I mean if they that don't took away the other sack. Yeah, yeah, they don't throw that. I mean that's he they, instead of did they get a touchdown out of that? They, or they, they got a field goal. The, the, okay. the whole thing was because they called timeout to uh you know act because of the sack the time was winding down in the second quarter, um and then it gave uh, Lamar time to get a quick five yard rush to um but they got that timeout back mm-hmm. and it gave him time for a five yard rush to kind of set it up on the uh on the hash that um. The Tucker wanted, but here's the thing: Justin Tucker's making that kick five yards. Oh, he's the greatest kicker in NFL history. If it's glad, fifty, I love he missed the first one though. That was awesome. yeah. I mean, fifty-five <laughs> yards and in, he's gonna make the kick ninety-five percent of the times. I mean, he missed a fifty-nine yarder, and people are like, "Oh my god, he missed the kick!" Yeah, like that's how it's many shocking. people. The, yeah, how many people in the NFL are making fifty-nine yard kicks that you know are out there nailing them with such consistency that it's like. Oh my God, he missed. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, he's making that kick regardless. So it, it really, it it really only affected the stats, but it's still annoying. I'll try to get Keith's comment up here. He said, "I'll die on this mountain." If it was truly as bad as people are thinking, he wouldn't have stood at the podium and talked to the media after the game. Yeah, he'd begin treatment. Yeah, that's 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 kind of where I'm at. I mean, I'm and I'm not trying to say it's not because I don't know, but just look what they did after the game, you know. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. and, and and I know Zach did not give any any information. And I know I was listening to um, uh, Dannard and uh, uh, Mo uh, today a little bit, and they were just saying the tone of Zach's tone of his voice and everything. You know, talking about Joe, where he basically had no answers. He said, "I don't know. We we'll have to wait and see." You know, I'm not ruling him out Monday. I'm not saying he's going to play or however Zach said it. They said it seemed different. And, and when Joe came out and said he doesn't he doesn't know. Usually they see, you know, NFL players, oh, I'll be fine, you know, and then the, then they're on the IR the next day. So I understand what they're saying. I just the thing is I honestly think Zach and Joe are being honest. They don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah, or just being, can- just being yeah, candid. Or they're playing possum, yeah. you know, which would be great. But I, I kind of doubt that to be honest. <laughs> but you know, and it's just it's I'm going down to practice Thursday. I'm hoping to see Joe out there. You know, well, hopefully after practicing. So we'll see. And if he's not, then this is a not a bad game for him to sit out. I think it is a winnable game. The Rams are playing good. Don't get me wrong. But I'm playing I, better than expected. Yeah. I, I think we can beat them with our backup quarterback. You know, it's going to be at home, uh, a, a, a white tiger game. So, you know, yeah, nature, I, yeah, I agree. It's a muscle. We got to win that. That's the other thing. We got to win this game. And people, all these people are like, Oh, we need to shut Joe down for you know a month. We got I'm like, well, then you might as well just forget the season. I mean, that's where I'm like, uh, yeah, I get it. And they're like, well, we got to do his his for his future. I'm like, it's a strained camp. I'm like, unless somebody could definitely tell me that if he plays on it, he's 100 going to tear his Achilles, which nobody said that. Then I'm like, dude, you got to get out there and play. And that's kind of what Corey said too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's Owen to okay, like I. This isn't last year, so 0-2 this year isn't 0-2 uh, last year. And so we can't just automatically say, oh, we're fine. We're in a good position because Burrow is dealing with issues as opposed to getting over an appendectomy. But um, 0-3 just puts you in a huge hole. Now, yeah, granted, the I AFC see. is hasn't come out as kind of asses on fire as everyone thought. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are, you know, one and one So, you know. Being two I, games I, back in the wild card, you know, type chase is isn't the end all, but um I mean I agree yeah. with Tom I agree with what Tom's saying here. Sitting him this week will not help. He could right. be dealing with this all season. That's right. exactly what they've said from the get-go. This could be something that lingers all season, and I think it's going to. So that's where i I go back to where I think he's gonna play. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. I am I have no doctor or anything. I think he's gonna play. You know, yeah. If if it's if the pain is bearable 
and he's not limited like his mobility isn't you know doesn't make him late stage dan moreno back there just an absolute statue then then then, yeah i mean he's going to be out there yeah and people are like well you know he's hesitant to run out of the pocket or something well yeah i don't think he i personally don't think he completely trusted his calf he didn't know because he hasn't done that stuff you know until he actually you know it's like when you come back for knee injury until you actually get hit on your knee then you're like oh okay it's good you know it's kind of the same thing with injury. You got to go do the stuff that you will put more pressure on it. And he hasn't, he hadn't done it because I don't think he actually trusted it, you know? And, but again, more the, for me, more of the, the reason the offense is not playing like it should be hasn't, doesn't have anything to do with his calf. It has to do with them not playing, which I guess does have to do with his calf because he didn't play, but it's all of the offense is rust. They did not play in the preseason. We saw this exact same thing last year. They get they don't play in the preseason. We start off slow. And that's where the offense is at, you know, and that's where Joe is at in general because just seeing some of the balls he threw, I mean, they weren't off like they were last week, but the timing is still not there, Joe, because because uh, I'm watching him coming toward me down, down the end zone. And normally he throws it before the guys break. And he did do that more in the second half. But the first half, they're breaking, and then the ball is coming. So that's why the windows were so tight and you know, the, the passes weren't getting completed because you u- usually would throw guys open. The timing isn't there. You know, that's that's where Russ comes in. Like Corey Dillon said, you can't simulate game speed. You can't do it. You know, I mean, preseason can a little bit, but that is to me is still a lot with what's wrong with the offense is, is the rust. Yeah, and, and, and again, like I said, in the second half of the game, they looked really like – Outside of the uh, outside of the interception, they looked like the Bengals kind of we expected them to. Uh, right. They had four, lo- you know, four pretty good long drives. Uh, he they put up two hundred and I forget exactly how many yards they had. I got I had to up here anyway. But anyway, put up over two hundred yards uh, in, in the second half. Like that looked like what they should do. You take away the interception, and my instant thought on the interception was, God, what a terrible read. I mean, he threw it right to him. You know, he's sitting in the middle of the field, and they just didn't see him. It was actually a good play by the safety, so I don't. I'm, I'm not even mad about the interception as much as I would because the throw was on the money. Um, he disguised his coverage, and I think everyone assumed that he was going to take Chase to the corner. And when Burrow kind of dropped his eyes to to throw, or you know, like uh, started his motion to throw, he broke immediately to the middle of the field and was there. It was just a good play and a good play call. Well, there's another one too that I want to bring up, and uh, that I, Joe threw a dime. The the corner the corner end zone pass to TB right through his it, hands. right through his hands it's right there yeah. again rust even with the wide receivers I mean he because normally TB catches that ball I mean you I saw the replay in jumbo I'm like dude it was right there I mean you Joe couldn't have put it any better so I mean the look if Joe doesn't hurt his calf nobody's talking about it it, it, we're talking about the offense and what's wrong with the offense and blah, and I'm gonna be honest saying it's rust it's rust it's coming around it's just like last year you know but again, for me, it's the defense. That's the part that's more concerning. Because I, I think they played better. Don't you think they played better in in, in Cleveland than they did Baltimore? Oh, they played really well in uh, Cleveland. It was only at the end of the game when they got worn down because the offense couldn't sustain any drive, so they were just constantly out there. Uh, I mean, they put so many hits on Watson in the first half, and Chubb was getting yards, but it wasn't. Uh, yeah, he wasn't out there breaking off long runs. Yeah, right. I mean, both these games were should have won. I'll put it that way. All right, Tom's got a question here for. Uh, he said, what's your thoughts on Irv Smith Jr.? Uh, my thoughts on Irv Smith Jr. is he's got to get his feet down when he catches a, a whole shot. <laughs> you know? I mean, the play again, the plays are there. He didn't play a lot in the preseason either. Because there was another one, that sideline one where he caught it and then he didn't get his other foot in. And there was another play where he – I can't remember now. He he dropped it or, or something like that. There's two, there's two plays that he had that he should have made. So, um, yeah, again, it's, I, it's good. Yeah, I'll go. I was going to say, I, he had four targets, two catches for 10 yards. He's been my biggest disappointment on offense uh, as a whole. Um, the, everyone talked about how he's got a different dynamic than the tight ends that they've dealt with before. And it's not like the Bengals are getting, you know, are trying to replace Rob Gronkowski or right. um, anybody like that. It's, I mean, Hayden Hurst is a decent tight end, but Hayden Hurst can break a tackle. Right, they had CJ Uzama two years ago. CJ Uzama, he's not a bum; he's a good dude. Yeah, but he's, he's a backup. He's a backup tight end, yeah. and he put up a lot of yards. If you're struggling to put up CJ Uzama numbers, or if you're looking back at 2021, like man, I wish we had that guy. Like, 
you really need to pick it up. So he's been my yeah. biggest disappointment. He's not getting any agree or not getting any space. Um, absolutely should have had the one deep sideline pass. I the saw an one. angle. What's that? I'll say the other one I'll say about it is where he caught it out in open space and had to beat one guy. Yeah. And he got tackled by the angles. And if he, if he gets past 20 that, yards, 20 yards. Yeah. Or he might be going to the yeah. house. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, there was nobody out there. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, and that's where I, you're going to have to help me with the guy's name. The guy I like from Washington that that's on our practice squad. What is his name again? Do you, do you remember the tight end? The one we were talking about in, in the training camp. Tanner Hudson. Yes. Tanner Hudson. Yeah. I want them to give him a shot. I mean, I really liked him in in the preseason. I mean, I, I liked what, what what I saw from him. I, I think he is a guy. And I, Drew, I mean, one time they had Drew Sample uh, bust, broke out wide, which I'm going, really? <laughs> Are they really going to throw to Drew Sample? I'm like, okay. But that's one that, you know, that's who I would like to see give a shot. But, yes, I am disappointed in Irv Smith. Just those two players right there. But think, he's not going to get a lot of balls. I mean, the tight ends are not featured in this offense. But when you right. get them – and you had a chance to make an impact play, he hit it twice, and yeah. he didn't do it on either one. That's what you have to do that. Yeah, I mean, tight end is probably like the fifth uh, fifth most targeted spot. I mean, you got your three wide receivers. Mixon gets more targets. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I think last year P. Ryan had more targets than Hayden Hurst. Um, and, yeah, Matt, they don't value tight ends. They, they didn't make a yeah. priority signing, and they didn't right. draft one when this was probably the deepest tight end draft yeah. literally ever. <laughs> and they had spots to where there were high valued tight ends and they just passed them. I mean, that's, that told you how you valued them, but I think they better. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you're wrong. Like, that's, he needs to uh, start winning one-on-one matchups. He's fast enough. He's he fast have, a huge. Well, he doesn't have, he doesn't have this huge tight end size because he only six one, but he's still a big he's body. A big he, dude though. He, he's a big wide receiver. Yeah. He he's like six one two forty. And he's faster than linebackers. If you can't be one-on-one with linebackers or be able to body up a safety, because you got 20 pounds on most safeties. And you gotta be able to you gotta be able to get your, your feet in balance and you gotta be able to get out yeah. of a shoe a, a shoestring tackle. You gotta be you gotta make those plays. Those plays you've got to freaking make. You make yeah. he makes those two plays. Honestly, it's a different game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but the whole shot that, that whole shot was absolutely money. Dropped it oh, right yeah. in. Yeah. And he just couldn't get his like like couldn't get his body turned around fast enough to get his seat, you know, to get his feet set. And like, dude, this is what you're there for. You're here because you're a you're, you're someone whose only downside was health. Well, you're healthy, do something. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That, I get he needs they need to run more routes down the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that, yeah. The Rams, the Rams uh, linebackers are pretty bad in coverage. If they are not running linebackers in the seam routes or you know, down the seam running uh, Boyd and Chase on quick slants or, you know, running mesh concepts, they're screwing up wrong. Like, like, you know, RPO, hold the ball and hit Chase on a quick, you know, a quick slant over the middle. They need to be doing that all game long. It's going to be a quick pass to keep Aaron Donald off them. I've got issues with Zach Taylor, the play caller. And if I'm not a football guy, I've never coached. I've never played it down in my life, but it, if I can see these things and be like, what, well, you know, this is something that they need to be trying to exploit and they don't. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, and the man. thing is, this, this, this game, this game was a typical AFC North battle. Yeah. I, this is what, this is what these games are. I, I even said it's going to be a close game. You know, I, all these games, I think are going to be close. I mean, we beat each other up. And like I said, the, the Raptors and the Bengals, they played each other back-to-back weeks into the season last year. And they played each other week two. So they yeah. played each other a lot in the last you know, two seasons. So they know each other better than anybody, which that goes back to the surprises me of how bad our defense looked. Cause we, I mean, I know they had a new offense, but it's still the same thing. You got to contain Lamar and you got to get pressure on him. And we didn't do it. You know, and this, the, the, again, I gotta give credit to Lamar. The passes that he made were there. Cause there's a couple of them. Our DBs are right there, but the pass is perfect. We're it's just, it's, it's to his guys and nobody else. So you, I do gotta give credit to Lamar, I, I you know about how he did play, but a couple of them, I could have made the pass. <laughs> yeah. He's standing back there, make, he could have made a sandwich and breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then threw the ball. You know, he had so much freaking time. Yeah, um, and Matt makes the point. The only issue with RPO team has to uh, have Burrow as a runner. I I don't buy that at all. The Bengals put in a lot of RPOs at the end of last year. Burrow isn't going to run. No. It's a matter of just getting. To, uh, Seeing if the safety is going to bite, seeing if the linebackers are going to bite, 
pulling it out and making the throw. It's not about Burrow running. It's about whether they're going to hand it off to Mixon or Williams, Brown, you know, whoever's in the backfield next to him. Um, yeah. I agree so with Jeremy here. We didn't have a spy on on uh, on Lamar at all. They On that last third down, they did. Well, that, uh, Wilson was like there, and he got – Wilson was there, and then he just got caught up in the uh, – in the, in the wash, unfortunately. So it was, you know, and, and, and hey, I'm, I'm concerned about the defensive performance, but I'm also more confident that they'll be able to get their shit together. If that makes yeah. sense. This is, I mean, this is nine, you know, nine and a half starters from last, you know, not nine and a half. I mean, I guess Daxel didn't really start, but these are 10 guys that were, uh, that played, uh, you know, that they were together last year. Nick Scott's the only one who, you know, who, who's new or battle. It's been, I, I haven't heard what, uh, it, how Nick Scott is injury wise, but, um, these are guys, they're going to get it together. This was a game to where like they're used to Lamar Jackson running one way. They had one week of footage from him, you know, with their new updated offense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was Lamar Jackson playing balls out and, uh, Todd Munkin having a really great game plan and, and, and having a great system that's going to allow, uh, Lamar to thrive. I was really surprised. Yeah, unfortunately, he said he he handed Lou his shorts. I mean, that's oh yeah. I mean, if we have a somewhat adequate defensive game, get off a third bat, third down, a couple more times, we win the game. One I mean, stop. They just need one, one stop at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. And, and then Bengals get the ball back with you know two minutes, mm-hmm. and Joe and, Burrow's your quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even a hobbled Joe Burrow, again, would they win? I mean, can't guarantee they would win, but. Could they drive 40 yards and get into Evan McPherson field goal range? Absolutely. Right. So, uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just see. I mean, the biggest thing, like, like I said, long as Joey's healthy, I think the, I saw steps where the offense was looking like it was starting to come around. I didn't see any steps for the defense to look like he was coming around at all the entire game. So that's, yeah. that's why I keep rolling back to that. That's to me, besides Joe's cap, that's the more concerning part of this team and where, where we're at is, the defense, and I think I have full trust in Houdini that he'll get it figured out. I'm just shocked he didn't do it during the game. Yeah, I mean, they're also, I mean, Miles Murphy was playing his second game, so how, how much you know, he's I don't want to say he's a project per se, but he's someone who they knew wasn't necessarily going to be an immediate contributor because Joe Osai was out, Cam Sample was dinged up, so they, they didn't have their full complement of uh. I don't know how um, I missed Osai not not under. I thought I know yeah. I didn't see him. I'm like, man, he yeah. didn't do nothing because like, he wasn't he wasn't out there. Yeah. So <laughs> I, um, and I, and I, yeah. I think that's gonna be a big deal to get get him out out there. I, I think yeah. he is gonna be an impact player for us. Okay, yeah, I'm disappointed they weren't able to get anything on the inside. Again, backup center. I mean, Tyler Linderbaum's a hell of a center, and they're doing growing with a backup. And DJ Reader got the most I, I think he had the most pressures, but He's not in there on passing downs. He's well, he's not, and that's not his game. I mean, he can get pressure, but that's not that's not his game. He doesn't he does, but that's not what he's known for. He's more of more of a run run stopper than he is, you know, put pressure up the middle. That's more yeah. I think Zach Carter had a good game. I saw him have a, a couple good plays. He had a couple plays, but as a whole, he really didn't get much pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, none of them did. That's the, yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the biggest problem. Like I said Lamar had so much time. It was yeah. It was just mind-numbingly frustrating. I'm like, we got to get more pressure on him. I'm like, here's that one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, four. You're up to like five, six, one thousand. He still got the ball. It's like, geez, oh, yeah. and that's the thing is, you can only you can you can be the greatest DB in the world. You can you can't cover a guy for for ten seconds. I no. mean, that's that's no. too long. You that ball is good. You got to get the ball out of there or, or sack him one or two. Yeah, uh, twenty-one pass rush snaps for Zach Carter, and he was credited with zero pressures. Did anybody have any pressures? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm. How did Trey, Trey do? He had a, he had a decent grade. It was seventy point four, but he only was credited with one pressure in a hurry. Uh, but again, he had two sacks that were negated by penalties too. Yeah. So that's you know, I right. but I really think they need to let off the gas on Sam Hubbard because he's not. He he's never been a great pass rusher. No, and they quit putting him, uh, moving him into the inside during pass rush snaps. So if he's out there on a third down and it's pass situation, they're missing, like that. They're they're losing that, uh, losing that rep on the on end because he's not. not well, that's where you rush. miss Joseph Osai. That's yeah. where I say you put him out there, put Sam on the inside, and yeah, go for it. I, that's and you, you line up a Ferrari thing. You put uh, Hubbard and Miles Murphy on the inside because Murphy's I, a huge dude. 
He's six five, two eighty. I mean, his dude, he's got a frame right. the size of a friggin' you know. I've been talking about that all summer. That, that's yeah. the NASCAR package. Oh, they'll get those yeah. four out there. I, I've been waiting for that. We haven't got to see because Osai hasn't been healthy. But yeah, I, that's yeah. one that I am looking forward to. Yeah, all right, like, so like, okay. like like Matt says, uh, Miss Ogunjobi. Yeah, I think that's that's oh, yeah. that was the hope that Zach Carter would be able to provide. That's what he has to do. Yeah, that's what they're hoping. They're that uh, he's going to be able to provide the push, and and I'm still hopeful. I was I'm high on Zach Carter this year. I think last year. They couldn't really expect much from him because he was being moved from defensive end to tackle and he wasn't big enough yet. Um, I think he'll get there. But yeah, if they were able to, if they're able to replicate the pass rush combo they had with uh, BJ and uh, and Larry in I'll 2021. I, I've said that the last couple of years, we haven't, we still haven't replaced him. I mean, that's what Zach was yeah. hope, hoping to be. And I, I mean, I was once, you know, he, Larry got cut from the, the, uh, the Bears, I was hoping he was going to come back. Yeah. So, that, I mean, and that rolls me back to if we let DJ go. We haven't replaced Larry. Oh, we let DJ go. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, well, I don't know what we're going to do. That's 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 scary to me. But let's roll into it's a little bit of Reds talk here because they are in the playoffs right now, as of right now. Um, and just some interesting words from Joey Votto uh, about how this could be his last homestand as a red, I don't know if he's going to retire or not. I don't think he's thought that far in advance, but I'm planning on going down Sunday to, to possibly watch his last game as a Cincinnati red. And it's still cool. I, I still don't know how the reds are doing it. Cause I mean, Con- Connor Phillips pitched freaking what? Seven, eight innings last night, seven innings, seven out. innings lights out. Look like a freaking veteran. I don't know how they're doing this. <laughs> I literally don't. Ashcraft's done for the year. Hunter Green looks like he's back. Lodolo's out for the year. You got Hunter Green and you got a whole bunch of rookies. And, and you know, duct tape and, you know, super glue. That's what our pitching staff is right now. Smoke mirrors and someone's got some kind of voodoo shaman there that's putting, you know, this. I, I don't know. I mean, it's the weirdest. I mean, look at their record with Luke Weaver on the mound. Right. They won like eight consecutive starts with Weaver and he couldn't get out of the third inning. Right. This is just the weirdest damn season. How was it that last year the Reds lost 100 games and this past weekend the best thing to come out after UC and the Bengals and the Reds were the Reds? Yeah. Reds won two out of three. I mean, I, you know, unfortunately they kind of got taken behind the woodshed on Sunday so they couldn't they weren't able to sweep the Mets. But I I don't understand. They've got Matt McLean's going to be coming back soon. Noelvi yeah. Marte looks like an absolute – he looks like a young Manny Machado over there. At the oh, end. yeah. He looks like a stud. He's a defensively. I mean, he's absolutely fantastic. Um, offensively, I, he, I really still feel bad for the guy because he looks rough from taking the uh, taking the ball to the face. Yeah, yeah his, his eyes are still swollen. He's still like, oh. well, he's he's still out there playing. Yeah, he just hits absolute ropes all over the field, and he's yet to even tap into his power. And he's going to be a thirty home run guy. Oh, he's yeah. got one home run, and he's still got a slash like 300, 380, and five. You know. 480 or something, whatever his uh, slugging percentage is. He's going to be a monster, and he's only a few months older than Ellie. He's a better ball player than Ellie is right now. We have like 421 year olds on this team. And and, and Steer, to me, Steer is like the MVP of this team. Be able to play multiple positions, and he doesn't miss a beat. Wherever they put him, he plays very consistent defense, and he still rakes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so much fun to watch this team, and that's one thing Joey Votto was saying is He's had so much fun on this team. This is the most fun. He said some of these guys are some of the most fun teammates he's ever had. So, I mean, it it is going to be interesting this weekend to, to, you know, think back. I always think back to what could have been, should have been, you know, during Vado's career. You know, we, I wish we had better teams for him, you know, because most of his, you know, career after he signed the contract, we didn't sign anybody and he was on crappy teams. But I'm going to go, I'm going to, this weekend, I'm going to, watch him and, and just enjoy watching Vadio for possibly the last time in a, in a red uniform at uh, GABP because he's going to be his next stop. One, if he retires this year or, or whatever is, is going to be Cooperstown. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it, he's going to be a first ballot hall of famer of, of what he's done. And for him to be so cool for him, if he does end it for him to end it, at least in the playoffs. I mean, I love the reds. I don't think we're going to go very far in the playoffs just because we just don't have the pitching. 
Maybe I'm wrong because I thought we were, you know, we were done, you know, back in August when we weren't playing as good, but you know, they've, they've put it together. I mean, what's your thoughts on just, you know, going forward here the last two weeks of the season? Honestly, I'm surprisingly more optimistic about the pitching than, than I thought I would be. Really? Um, here's the thing. If they get into a wild card, you know, if they get into the wild card, three game series, right? Yeah. No, but wait, three, wait. Yeah. Three game series. Well, which if you get the but last best, one, it's best two and three, like it, well, in the wild card. Well, it don't think I thought if you got the last one, it was a one game playoff, yeah. didn't that? Are yeah, they aware the, of that? Yeah, the uh, the four and five teams play each other, and then the six seed plays. Oh, the okay, good. I hated the one game playoff. Yeah, because okay, they good. added. Uh, okay, they added another. Uh, I can't uh, all the change. I couldn't remember. Okay, good. All right, so yeah, three out of four. Good. So you have Hunter Green, right? Who right. he's pitched absolutely lights out. I don't expect him to pitch that well, but Hopefully. I mean, we set, need yeah. him to. Yeah, exactly. And um, Andrew Abbott, even if he's going to be on an innings limit. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Williamson. Williamson hasn't pitched well since he came back from COVID, but he was on an absolute run. I uh, that last one, he he started pretty good. I thought, didn't he? His it, last start. I think it started out okay, but then he petered out. And it, did he? You know, okay, it was only I, four I, innings or something. Um, okay. I think he pitches. But yeah, th- those are most likely your, your three starters. Yeah, and then you've got Ben Lively, who's been again. He's not great by any means, but he's been a hell of a lot better than uh, than anyone could expect. And oh yeah. Connor Phillips, if you have him, see mm-hmm. what I would do. Again, this is, I have no, there's no reason anybody should ever try to, you know, use me as, you know, a general manager in any sport, but they're trying to manage Connor or um, Andrew Abbott's innings. He's kind of showing a little, you know, slowing down, trying to have a little bit of a, uh, a dead arm area or period. I would piggyback Andrew Abbott and Connor Phillips. Throw it yeah. first two times through, yeah. the, uh, through the lineup. Mm-hmm. He's throwing. 94 95 with you know right. with the sweeper up from the left side and then you bring in phillips who's gonna you know gonna let it go a little more and he's gonna be throwing upper 90s with his uh, really good slider yeah his his cutter he got somebody in the seventh inning it was the second out i believe mm-hmm. absolutely dotted a corner against the right hander bottom low and away corner mm-hmm. absolutely just dotted it just it, one of those like this guy was in double A in June, right? And then he blew a ba- blew a fastball, or no, he uh, threw a slider, just an yeah. absolute wipeout slider to get the last out in the seventh. That you know, gave up a solo home run, so it's four to two, and then he strikes the next two guys out like an absolute like boss. And it's not like Minnesota is a pushover; they're they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they're they're decent now. Granted, AL Central is absolutely terrible, so I don't still know. in the playoffs though. <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean they've they've got a ton of good hitters. They've had ten guys that have ten or more home runs. Mm-hmm. They've got a deep lineup. Mm-hmm. And and he, I mean, he he rolled, you know, mowed him down two solo home runs. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I, I'm I'm excited. I mean, they, they they got two weeks left. I mean, it's the 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 fate of the Reds is in their own hands. I mean, yeah. you couldn't ask for anything any, anything more. I mean, you know, you you go out there and you put your best foot forward, and you got to give credit to to this bullpen too, because that was one of the weakest spots we thought going into the season, and here down there down the stretch toward the end. They're 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 pitching their asses off, dude. <laughs> like, because yeah. they, they've had because I think last night or was it? Yeah, Connor Phillips pitched last night, right? I, yeah. I, okay. Last night he pitched into the seventh inning. That was the first time anybody pitched. I think passed the fifth in like a month or something like that. It's been several weeks. Yeah. So I mean, this bullpen is. I'm surprised their arms aren't falling off as much as they've had to throw. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, they've been able to back up with them. At least after the All Star break, playing poorly, and then the games that they have had, they haven't been as many tight games. I don't think Diaz, ha- you know, has kind of slowed down his usage a lot in the second half, which is fantastic because he was starting to show signs of being human. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, end of the season, come playoff time, he should have plenty of gas left in the tank. Um, but the rest of the guys, even now, like I- I'm. I've got baseball reference up right now, and, I, and I'm looking at Buck Farmer's numbers, Ian Jabot's numbers, uh, Lucas Sims, Alex Young, Fernando Cruz. I don't want any of these guys pitching. Like, they scare the shit out of me when they come <laughs> into the game and it's tight. But you look at the numbers, and it's like, Eric Laws and ERA plus of 122. Right. Ian Jabot is 150, the, the, the Pillsbury throw boy. <laughs> like, He's been really good, and I don't understand it because he's always walking, you know, walking the first batter, right? Or giving up a 480 foot home run, you know, when it's ill advised. Usually, it's usually he's giving up a rope when he comes in and gives up an inherited runner, but right, it's you look at their numbers and you're like, no, 
right? That's that's They're that's doing- my whole thing. Like, how yeah. are they doing this? I have no explanation for it. I mean, Stan Mall. I mean, Stan Mall's been absolutely what twenty one oh. games since he came over to the Reds. He's got a uh, what is a zero point nine ERA, five twenty ERA plus. Which for those that don't know ERA plus, one hundred is league average. So he's five point two times his ERA is five point two times better than the average pitcher since he came over to the Reds. Uh, given up less than a, a runner per inning. I mean, he's for him being the only trade deadline pickup. At least it's you can bold. say, "Hey, we got something." A left-hander who can get both, you know, get uh, lefties and righties out, and they still scare me. But I'm they all scare me. All this they, they can do it. All the pitchers scare me. I mean, even the starters. I mean, right? Because Andrew Abbott, he's been our most consistent one, but dude, he's tired. There, yeah, and it looks like every other. To me, lately, it looks like every other start, he's either exhausted or he's on. Yeah. And that's where, he, I mean, he's pitching the most innings he's ever pitched. So, oh, by far and away. I mean, he blew that out of the water uh, <laughs> uh, early in the summer. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And Augie's cracking me up here. He's a, he's, he's a Bengals fan, but a Yankee fan. He, he says, can we go back to the camp? MLB postseason is canceled. And it's canceled for you, Augie, because the Yankees are not going to the postseason. <laughs> Uh, I remember way back when, when the Yankees were actually like a threat to win titles. Um, <laughs> they have one title in the past. I mean, they're not going to win it this year. One title in the past 22 years. That's been Ooh, a long time. I mean, yeah, the Reds haven't time. been great, but okay? 2000 was a long time ago. And then a what, long time, Augie. <laughs> 2009, and that was it. Uh, he says he's rude for us. Yeah, I know you are, dude. I'm just giving you shit. Um, uh, so, all right, so. We've got about it's uh, 56 minutes here. Let's get to the Bearcats here and to the victory bell. I mean, it was a, it was a disappointing weekend for just like football. If you're a Bengals fan, if you're a Bearcat fan, if you're a Ohio State fan, you had a good weekend. Um, but the Bearcats, mind numbingly frustrating. We yeah. beat them in every aspect except the score. I mean, if if he doesn't go for it on fourth down there in the first drive and kicks a field goal, we'll win the game. If we can learn how to block everybody on a game-winning field goal, we win the game. It's Miami played like they they literally had nothing to lose. They, I mean, the first game, first play of the game, bomb, touchdown. They were like, "We're here. We're going to take shots." And you know, uh, uh, shout out to the to the coach. I can't even call him Cunningham. That's not his freaking name. What what's the coach's name? At Miami. No, uh, you see, I can't. Oh, Scott Satterfield. Satterfield, yeah, I keep wanting to call him Cunningham. Cunningham's the athletic driver. Yeah, that's Satterfield. Big shout out to him for big balls on that fake punt. That took yep. guts to call that. Yep. I did not see that coming. No. Do all that, and we still freaking lose. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, what? So, what's your thoughts on this on the uh, Bearcats game Saturday night? It was a rough day for the Big Twelve in general. Um, Oklahoma State got steamrolled by South Alabama. I. Alabama steamrolled Oklahoma State 33 to 7. Yeah. Um, Missouri, yeah. Missouri beat Kansas State 30 to 27. Ohio beat Iowa State. Remember when Matt Campbell was getting NFL buzz? Yeah. Man, that was a long time ago. (laughs) So it's (laughs) so the Bearcats losing a rivalry game is, you know, even though, yeah, I mean, they they should absolutely steamroll the Red Hawks. They should, I mean, by three touchdowns. Even on a bad season, we couldn't score in the red zone. They had seven trips in the red zone. They scored one touchdown, three field goals, interception, turnover on downs, mm-hmm. and uh, blocked field goal. Yeah, it's, you throw, you, do you take one of those field goals, you you get a touchdown, you win. Exactly, that- and and Natty Ron, yeah, the Big Twelve is trash. Um, apparently, Texas is back. Like they they look legit. Um, Oklahoma, they look pretty decent. Um, we'll we'll see. And you know, I'll, I'll I'll be there in person to see how they look uh, against the Bearcats. I'm hoping the Bearcats come out. It, it's a noon game. I hate noon kickoffs. The student section is still big noon kickoffs going to be there, baby. Yeah, it's awesome that they're getting national pub, but Fox is coming after a loss to a MAC team. So you wonder how much that's going to kind of damper things. Mm-hmm. Like he said, this should have been a tuna game yeah. for the Sooners. Yeah, it, yeah, I agree. Exactly. It should have. Yeah, it should have been. I mean, it's just, it's just look. I didn't expect my uh, Miami to never beat us, right? But that's the game. they shouldn't have won. <laughs> like yeah. we're, we beat them in every freaking category except score in the score, and that's one of that's the only one that matters. It's just frustrating. Now, uh, Nate here said he, he's not sold on the coach yet. 
No, nobody is. I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm leaning toward more sold on him because I not that I wasn't sold on him to begin with. I just didn't know anything about him. I like the guys he he brought in. You know, I, I, Avery. I think he's a hell of a quarterback. You know, I, I think the wide receivers. I oh, think Emory Jones. Emory, I, yeah. I keep calling him Avery. Emory. Emory Jones. I think he's a hell of a quarterback. The wide receivers they brought in, I, I think, are, are really good players. You know, I thought he's brought good guys in. I like his the coaching scheme, the offense. I mean, dude, we ran up and down the field until we got in the red zone, yeah. and I didn't see that the first two weeks. The ends, you know, now we played. You know, like you said Miami was a tougher competition. It's more of an intense game. I just don't understand. That's the puzzling thing to me is trying to get in the end zone. Why was that so freaking hard for us? I don't know. It's, I mean, Jones didn't have a great game. I mean, 18 to 34, 265 yards, no touchdown, two picks. Mm -hmm. Uh, The pick on the last play in overtime, like that was him absolutely just trying to make something happen. Yeah. Um, They ran the ball really well. They had, I mean, Jones ran 20 carries for 101 yards. Ryan Montgomery, 20 carries for 104 yards. Um, Corey Kiner, 14 for 31. He had kind of a down game. I mean, he'd been running the ball lights out the first two games, but right. Yeah. I mean, they, had 538 total yards compared to 358. You outgain your opponent by 180, 180 yards. You should win. Yeah. <laughs> you but should win. Easily. You, you should win going away. <laughs> yeah. Turnovers, bad uh, bad play calls. I, I didn't like the play calls. Um, I don't know. I I just didn't like the, the, the play calls in the end zone. Right? Like his, it's like it's like they kept, to me, it kept like they kept wanting to run it right up the middle. And Miami knew that's what we were going to do. They kept stacking the middle up and then we couldn't run it. You know, it's like you didn't yeah. do any fade to the corner play action, RPOs, like all the imagination went out the window when we got to the red zone. It was like, all right, line them up, man on man, and we're gonna run in. I'm like, well, that didn't work. It, it, it was Marvin Lewis Bengal shit. It's yeah, asshole puckers up so tight <laughs> when you get into something that's you know a, a clutch situation or an important game. So and, and that's there that, that's exactly what it looked like. It's I mean. If you had told me before the season the Bengals would be or the Bengals, the Bearcats would be two and one going into oh, I, Oklahoma. I I, okay, cool. Like that's kind of what I expect, but I expect that loss to come from Pitt. Yeah. Not, you know, Pitt has a At, yeah. great defensive line and the Bearcats had a questionable offensive line. They're two and one. They lose to Miami. They lose Maction. And it's like Yeah, at home. That's it. What's even worse is it's not at Miami. It's at home. At Nip at night, where we what we had a 19, 20 game winning streak at, at Nip at night or something like that. It was a lot. I mean, that, yeah. they now they've lost two of their last three home games. I mean, they lost right. the game to, uh, at the end of the season last year to, uh, to Tulane, and then and yeah, they beat great. They beat Eastern Kentucky, but boat race run, yeah, and lose to a MAC team, and then you've got a legit, you know, top. I, I think Oklahoma's sixteenth now. Um, you've got top twenty school coming in. I mean, a legit top ten, top what are they? Top five, top seven national program of, of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a test. I mean, I, I can't say I'm confident we're gonna win. Yeah. But I mean, if they play to their potential, they're gonna be in this game. Yeah. I'll put it to you that way because this crowd is gonna be nuts. I mean, yeah. the crowd is gonna be freaking crazy. It, it, first Big Twelve game ever at you know at Nippert. Yeah. You know, so I mean, the crowd is gonna be crazy. The team's gonna be into it. You know, and, and maybe who knows? Maybe they were looking ahead. They maybe they look past Miami too much to Oklahoma, you know, and, and that's it yeah, that happens sometimes. See, that's but, what bothers me, though, is because the first play from scrimmage, 81-yard touchdown over the top, bomb. should have waken you up. If you were overlooking them, mm-hmm, that's a that's, punch in the mouth that, you know, okay, yeah. we you know we can't take, you know, we, we can't let off the gas, yeah. take it serious, and you should beat the ever-loving hell out of those guys. So that's... Miami's like, we're here. <laughs> we yeah. ain't going nowhere. Like, exactly. So, you, you know, you worry about that, but then scoring the first play, and you're like, that should be wake-up moment. Like, okay, this is, you know, this is serious. We got to take, you know, take care of business. So exactly. Exactly. All right, man. Joe, I appreciate you been on for an hour and four minutes. Do me a favor, plug some stuff for me. Tell, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find us on YouTube or on Twitter. You can see it right there at TR Bengals show or the Bengals show presented by the riverfront. Um, if you guys go to youtube.com slash riverfront, since subscribe to our channel, we have, we've got uh, the riverfront do the red show, longest running reds podcast ever. We've got late night reds uh, with uh, Tim Daniel, and which Ed I still Brown. haven't been invited on. By the way, Tim, if you're watching, just saying. Yeah, I'll I, I will say something. Tim, it was a good friend. <laughs> but again, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Riverfront Cincy, 
we are picking a lucky uh, lucky new subscriber to win tickets to the October 15th Bengals matchup versus the Seahawks. Ah, uh, I already got tickets. And you're already you're already yeah, subscribed anyway. Like, I, just, I I would I would if I picked your number because I'm picking them. <laughs> so it, it, if if I saw you come up, I'd be, oh, no, sorry, I, this was an error. <laughs> Jeff, who I don't know that guy. Right, Strawberry, what? Or somebody? What do they call it? Somebody on, on when I do the talkbacks on a Tony Pike show. Somebody called me Strawberry Strawberry Shortcake or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, that guy. Who's that guy? <laughs> anyway, go make sure you guys follow Joe. Go watch the show. He does a good job. Go follow guys over front. I'm going to go watch the Reds. Uh, they should be starting here in any minute, right? Yeah, five minutes. There we go. All right, get the hell out of here. I want to watch the Reds game. Sounds good. All right. Bye, Joe. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, Joe's a good dude. Make sure you guys go follow him and all the guys on the riverfront. They do a great job on there. Reds. Uh, who are they playing? I can't remember who the hell they're even playing tonight. There, hold on. Joe's still there. Oh, let's see here. Uh, who are they playing tonight? Twins. Oh, it's still the Twins. Okay, yeah, thanks. All right, not kicking about again. Playing <laughs> the Twins tonight. Uh, it would be another another big win. Get, uh, hopefully, a game in front on the playoff chase here. But let me get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, man. I appreciate every single one of them. They're Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion. Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter X, TikTok. Twitter X is at Jeff A. Trenable. TikTok is at Iceman90. Also on Threads. I'll be pulling us out later on tonight. Put on the podcast on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a five-star review and a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers. You guys are awesome. We're at 2,354 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Appreciate the support. Appreciate you guys coming on, watching the show every single day. Um, tomorrow. All right. It's kind of, I think I got Jeff Hobson on, as long as he doesn't forget. Um, I potentially have Wayne Box Miller. So I could have two guests on tomorrow or one. I might be moving Wayne to Friday and it might be Jeff Hobson by himself tomorrow or it might be both of them. I don't know. Anyway. It'd be interesting. Thursday, Anthony Cazenza will be on. He was supposed to come on today. He couldn't come on today, so Joe was kind enough to come on today, and Anthony's going to be on Thursday. Got all that straight? Cool. So make sure you subscribe so you can get all that. Anyway, I'm going to get on out of here. You guys have a wonderful day, and we are going to watch the Reds win and hopefully get into the playoffs. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! See ya!